Hey, you damn guys. Hey. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Oh, we love this. I'm Danielle. Hey, you damn guys. How's it going, everybody? Hey. Yes, this is our Book Club podcast for reading comics. It we're sure talking is. to our friends. And we now sure Danielle's going to tell you all about I'm it. I'm going to tell you all about it. We're going we're gonna to read something. We're going to tell you what we're going to read, and then we're going to read it. And you're going to read it, and we're going to talk about what we read, and then you're going to listen to us talking about what we read, and we're going to talk about what you talked about. When you talked about us talking about what we read, you have to send us a hey damn guys, that's an email, or you leave a little a little note on social media, however that works, and uh, then we're all going to talk about it, and that's a book club, and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Yes, thank yes. you. That was awesome. Danielle's back. I'm back. Well, I guess you were back last week, but well, you're doing a lot I? better this week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and go to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. It's listener feedback. You read a story, we talk about it, you hate them guys us, and it's a book club game. Oh, it's That's right, feedback. From the feedback. It's in the feedback. We heard from Alex Kopech. Alex Kopech. Book club member. Mm. Yes, he said, not too long ago I caught up with the Hellboy podcast. Oh, fun. And I'm currently on episode 27 of Book Club Member Comics. Oh, awesome. shit. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. So he's. Welcome. Uh, what episode was 27? Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for making the, the jump on over here. We appreciate that. It's nice to have you. Yes. Thank you so much. Silver Surfer, part three. Oh, nice. Okay. There you go. All right. He said, I've really enjoyed looking into all your interests in comics. Thanks to Wes for getting me into Baltimore. I'm really enjoying this series. A little dark at times. I almost dropped it, but glad I kept going. Uh-huh. I think that's why, like you, you kind of fell off on those episodes. I'm just not like, into it. And yeah. you know what? Like yeah. I always say, it's cool that you're into it. I yeah. love that you're into it, and I hope you enjoy it very much. I'm just it's not my thing, and that's yeah. okay. He said, "I'm so glad Mark Tweedell put me on to Harrow County with his choice. Oh, so good. It's hard to put it down after you pick it up. Matt Strackbein got me back into a Batman mood after listening to his episodes. Aubrey made a fantastic choice with Invincible as his choice." I've read about half the series so far, and I can't express how much I like it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I hope, I hope to see you guys do more in the future. Danielle got me to read some X-Men stuff that I haven't read before, and I really enjoyed awesome. it. X-Men has always been a big part of my life. Silver Surfer has always been a character I wanted to get into, and now I can with John's choice. I've been loving it so far. Then you guys talked about Spider-Man, who's my favorite character of all time. Nice. He is the biggest influence on me as a person and someone I look up to and relate to. Aww. I really enjoyed the J. Michael Straczynski run and Ultimate Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and the 90s animated series are all amazing. Yeah, I'm a big fan yeah. of a bunch of that stuff. Right uh, same, same here. Ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man, I was really into all that. Um, the 90s animated series. Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon was yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. He said I could go on and on about him. I was wondering if you've read any of Spider-Man Life Story. I thought it was a really interesting way to tell a complete story about Spider-Man with an ending. I really enjoyed that one. Anyways, it won't be too long before I catch up on this podcast, and I'll be hearing you guys at an up-to-date time. Hope you all are well. Alex Kopech. Alex Kopech. There you go. Book club member. That's right. awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, that. That's very nice. I have not read Spider-Man Life Stories, but I am aware of it. Yeah, I've heard good things about it, and yeah. I think I even picked up a couple issues of it, but... Um, yeah, we'll have to come back and check that out. I think that's a great recommendation for a Spider-Man story. So oh, glad yeah. you enjoyed X-Men. Yeah. Oh, yes. There you go. Yeah. It's good to... I'm glad also that it's like some stuff that he hasn't read. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, absolutely. That's you know, what Turning you on to some for. new stuff. So definitely. And now you're going to turn us on to some stuff too. Yeah. So great. 
Um, and that's a book club. That's a book club. We got a hey, you damn guys from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. That's right. Yeah, so we were talking about... Um, I think you missed this part of the podcast, Danielle, because you left it for the Baltimore discussion, but we were talking about, did you ever, like, destroy th- your toys? Like, <laughs> sure. like for fun. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I talked about tying a, a, bottle, rocket. <laughs> a bottle rocket to Daredevil and flying oh, them up, and, okay, and Wes see. talked about shooting BB right. guns at I, some of his toys, and you, t- what did you talk about? I threw brawn in the fire after oh, it broke. <laughs> Amazing. You threw a toy in the fire after it broke. Did you ever do stuff like that? Well, I used to like to take toys apart and, and things, I would take like phones apart and clocks apart, and I would take okay. toys apart. Because I wanted to see how they worked and what was inside and all this stuff, yeah. and so I would try to put them back together. Didn't always work out, but uh, yeah, but, I liked I liked taking things apart and sometimes okay. putting them back together. I but don't you know. never just wanted to destroy something. Like this is something else that I forgot that we talked about. I wish that uh, I had brought it up. Uh, me and my brothers, we had a burn box. Yeah, no, I know about the just, burn box. You've told me this. It was just where a you box burn things to just burn stuff. Yeah. That's like let's just throw it in the burn box and just light shit on fire. <laughs> I don't know awesome. why we did it. Growing it up just... in the country in uh, Lake Chuck, we you know often had to burn things just a, as a matter of course. So there'd right, be like too yeah. much wood on the property, and we would just like put it in a big pile and burn okay. it. Okay, so. yeah, we had a burn pile in yeah. Alabama. I yeah, mean, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's fun. Drew Campbell says. Me and my friend used to strap G.I. Joes to black cats. That's the type of fireworks for people who don't know that. Oh, yeah. And like John, once we strapped one to a bottle rocket, but instead of landing on the neighbor's roof, it shot down the street and took a hard right turn and slammed into the neighbor's front door. And it wasn't even a holiday or anything. So we freaked out. <laughs> so we freaked out and ran inside. We never got in trouble. So I guess the neighbors were cool or just didn't figure out it was you. Right. I like yeah. how you could have set someone's house on fire but didn't. That's. I'm glad that that happened. A happy ending. That's very good. He also said, I might have that same complete works of Edgar Allan Poe book. Look at that. Is that the one? That looks like the one that you have. Is it? Is right? that the one? I don't know. I put that picture in there. Can you look at it and see for me? Is it on the bookshelf? Yeah, it's right there. No, it's a different one. We should take a picture and let him see it. <laughs> oh, but it's pretty close. It's, it's well, Mine's got a big raven on it. But yeah, good stuff. Very nice. Thank you for that picture. Lovely. And uh, Drew continues, ooh, that Cajun dictionary sounds interesting. My wife is from Lafayette, Louisiana. Nice. She's told stories about how Cajun French nearly got wiped out. Yeah, it did. Because when her grandfather was a kid, they would get punished in school for speaking Cajun. Yep. I have so many relatives who have very similar stories. And growing up, I heard a lot about that. My great-grandparents, my grandparents, both sides of my family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was heavily stigmatized for a while, but luckily over the last few decades, it's really been embraced and it's kind of a point of pride now. I'd agree with that. You know, I actually grew up kind of learning it as a youngster and then, you know, promptly forgot all right. of it because it was just wasn't, if you don't use it, you lose it. And if you don't practice it, you just don't know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's one of those things where I just don't really know. But uh, yeah, I guess I got to check that. But there's certain ways to keep languages alive and I think there is more of a focus on trying to, to do that now so hopefully it's not too late and there's new generations of little cajuns yeah speaking cajun french and he goes on to say and here's a fun anecdote about cajun french my wife's old karate instructor is cajun and at one point he visited france oh no oh no he was speaking cajun french and the people all told him they could understand him but he sounded like he was from the 1700s wow wow language evolution is so fascinating it is i agree that is awesome so he's speaking like he was from the 1700s that's amazing i really like that and presumably a country bumpkin yeah i imagine as well 
That's fun. We also heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Ross mm-hmm. mm. went on to mention that he watched the animated film. I watched the animated film this week. I had followed the comic so closely, I find myself questioning the choices they made about what to include and what to cut out. And then he left his... Sorry, what animated film is this? Oh, all Stars of Man. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this. I didn't yeah, even know that existed. I, I, I haven't seen it either. I didn't even know that I've seen it. Uh, and then he included his review on Letterboxd. Okay. Uh, he gave it three stars, mm-hmm. and he says... Uh, three out of five? I, I think so. Okay, yeah. Three out of five ain't bad. He's like, a fairly faithful animated adaptation of what is arguably the greatest contained run on Superman comics written by Grant Morrison and drawn by Frank Quitely. Unfortunately, this version fails to accomplish anything beyond serve as a condensed version of the source material. Mm. It doesn't streamline the episodic plot in the comic enough to create a more compelling standalone film. And where it does trim somewhat arbitrarily, it loses much of the wackiness and pathos that make the comic works so well as the ultimate distillation of Superman as a concept. I do think they did a good job balancing the admittedly odd-looking art style of Quietly. I love his work, but the way he draws heads looks like potatoes, uh, with a more angular classic look. I can only hope this movie inspired more people to read the comic. Mm. Oh, okay. Very good. I was just about to say, how would you get Quietly's art style yeah, in there? Yeah. And, like, you know, you can't really tell that story properly unless you really commit to doing it because grant morrison is such a like it just seems like such a i can i get why you'd want to like oh wouldn't it be great if we took a grant morrison frank quietly story all-star superman so amazing turn that into an animated film but like you gotta really commit to the bit man or else it's just not gonna be it's gonna be this yeah you can't you like you can't compromise you can't compromise on something like that though well, I I remember watching it like right around the time it came out, and um, I remember thinking that's pretty pretty decent. Okay, right on. Um, but not something that I I, I don't know. It's just not. It wasn't anything that I'm all like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, well, if they're leaving out a lot of stuff that makes this special, I can see why that would be like, well, why am I even watching this? Yeah. It, and you know, I, I think Ross is right because the the comic is so episodic. Mm-hmm. Like each issue is basically standalone. Um, so well done streamlining it just kind of you know right why yeah. yeah but then again i thought it was better than their adaptation of the dark knight returns so okay what right. there you go yeah uh everything's relative yeah but you know it's just in that line of like they did year one dark knight returns then uh all-star superman and other comics you know they've just been adapting all their comics into their animated films yeah some are better than others all right thanks guys um that's it for the feedback this week and now we're gonna go on to our next section what do you see what do you say there you go yes what do you see and what are you saying what what are you seeing and saying i'm asking you this is my segment i'm okay. telling you <laughs> Um, we went and saw Guardians three, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy three. Yeah. No spoilers. Um, yeah, yeah, no spoilers, but that was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I'll just say that I was satisfied with yeah. the movie. A fun time. Um, there was plenty of fun after credit stuff. You there was know? a scene that very much reminded me of uh, Frank Quitely's art style. Speaking of Frank Quitely, oh yeah, yeah. I was like the whole. Th- I was like, this is so Quitely. And I, I mean, then like after we got out of the movie, and I was like, oh, this is very. Fr-. And you, you were telling me you were like, well, he does. Like Frank Wiley, obviously, like he is actually referenced. Oh right, this yeah. book that we're reading today. Yeah, it looks like he's been checking he's, it out. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's interesting. Yeah, so that was really good. I Fun highly stuff. recommend that if you're like, if you're if you're getting kind of burned out on the Marvel stuff, like Danielle kind of was, you know. I, well, I think it's not. It's I, just that like I I feel like I need to pick and choose which ones I go see because yeah. it's kind of like 
a lot of that seems like stuff I could just have on in the background sure. at the house and yeah. not something I want to go to a fucking movie theater to see. But this one, you were like, we should see this in a movie. I was like, all right. And uh, I was not expecting very much. And I was kind of like, why am I going all the way to a movie theater to see this movie? But you know what? Better than a lot of the horseshit that's been coming out lately. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I will say, I do want to warn, note like spoilers, but I will warn like it, like if you hate animal cruelty. <laughs> oh, I already kind of Maybe kind of, you know, yeah. determine whether or not you're able to watch this. You might want to like close your eyes for some of it i don't know if that's yeah. your thing yeah but. but it was really good yeah then we came home and we watched uh, shazam fury of the gods or uh, whatever. you watched <laughs> that i definitely <laughs> did not watch that it, w- it, it wasn't terrible but it was just kind of like it was just kind of like whatever I don't it know. wasn't terrible i don't know it was really well, <laughs> I, I mean in after especially after seeing a movie like guardians 3 which was like Really, really good. I think really you could watch any other movie yeah. and still come to the determination that that Shazam movie is terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't Bad. Know. <laughs> it's not something that I would be revisiting. Um, and then we watched another movie. What was the next movie that we watched? Do you remember? Do I remember? Yeah. I don't remember anything, John. We watched three movies in one day. Three movies. What was the, what was the third movie that we watched? Dang it. <laughs> So angry you don't remember this. You're angry I don't remember something. Yes. I don't remember anything ever. <laughs> the other day, uh, they have the they have the Avatar streaming. So Danielle finally got oh. to see that Avatar oh. two. Avatar two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, the way Avatar of water. Two, we're we're in water yeah. now. Wait, is, that, is we're, it on Disney we're in the water. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, again, yeah. this is not something I actually watched. I I put something on. I have it on, and yeah. I'm doing other stuff. So yeah. it's a spectacular, visually stunning movie but it there's nothing there there is nothing there that's nothing what a nothing movie i will say this zoe saldana zoe saldana's incredible performer putting up with all the bullshit i'm sure she had to put up with just covered in ping pong balls or dots or whatever they're right right like her suits and shit well, i think they have like cameras and like she still them, managed right, to give a like... good performance which is more than i could she, she she managed to give a great performance which is shocking considering they're well, just they're just in a big like room no, they, like a green room no they filmed that underwater all of it even yeah. when they're not in the water well especially when they're not in the water <laughs> <laughs> james cameron was like i want to drown everyone that's what he's been trying that's to do that's what he's been trying to abyss. do forever yeah <laughs> what about you aubrey what are you seeing and what are you saying well um we just kathy and i just recently watched um the documentary on amazon shiny happy people about the duggars and the in the uh, Ooh, um, yikes. the homeschool Christian movement, and it was oh. okay. I knew it was going to be disturbing, but yeah. and it's just like and it's not just that. It's just like they're they're raising a whole generation of homeschool people Awful. to get them elected in an office and Ugh. start making America fundamentalist hellhole. Terrible, terrible. They they did interview a few people that had left the yeah. that particular church and movement, and they're just like you know it's it's toxic. It's yeah. It's, just not not good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Blackberry. We watched Blackberry. Oh, that was is the what other we, watched. Movie we watched. Well, I watched it. This is wild, but I watched it because uh I follow uh Sungwon Cho. Yes. Uh I, I follow Sungwon on, you know, Twitter and all that. Yeah. And uh, he's funny. He's so great. I'll he's link so him in the ta- show notes if you haven't yeah. You his can just YouTube go down is, a YouTube yeah. rabbit hole watching his videos. He's a very skilled voice actor and um so he's made his debut on the you know, big screen as a real life, live, live action actor. I mean, voice acting is real acting. I'm just mean that yeah, he's yeah. not a cartoon. <laughs> he's there, and it's great. And so I'm happy for him. But also, it was good. It was yeah, all right. It was, it was all right. It was kind of like they're jumping on the thing of like, 
oh, I'm a, the guy guy in a company, and I made a thing, and they're doing a lot of that right now. Yeah, and yeah. it's that. There's but a it lot was of fun. those movies right now. There's a lot of really mm. fucking funny actors in that movie, and that's kind of what you go there for. Uh, so Glenn Howerton. There you go. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Incredible. He's a great. Yeah. Just. He's great in that movie. Fucking yeah. That was the performances are good. Well, it's kind of a shell of a movie where they fill it out with great acting. I think. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're just like it's it's a very formulaic like a guy comes up with a company and then a story yeah, happens yeah. to the company. But like <laughs> if they didn't have the actors that they had in this movie, I'd be it would be nothing. But the acting makes it great. I want to be in the boardroom where someone comes in and he goes, "All right, here's my idea for the movie." Exactly, it's someone that. Someone comes up with the idea, and, and who doesn't love that? Story of the company. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the uh, YouTube channel pitch meetings? No. Oh, no. you should check it out. Oh like, okay. man, it's right. He's like, "So you got a movie for me?" You're like, "Yes, sir, I do." <laughs> and it's the same same guys playing both parts, but it's just hilarious. Okay, awesome. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. I recently also. saw a guy. I'll find, one, I'll find the best one to see. A guy and a bunch of his friends got together to reenact the like pitching the Fast and Furious franchise. He's oh. like, "Name a bald guy. You name another bald guy. Name five other bald guys. <laughs> They're gonna be in space." I thought this was about drift racing. It is. Fuck you. Anyway, I also rewatched the movie Red uh, with Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman. I've never and, seen that. Um, is that worth checking out? John Malkovich. Okay. It's, it's John Malkovich? Yeah, John Malkovich. He's Eric. in so much shit. And Helen I love the Miram. shit movies that he's in. Helen Miram's in it. Um, the girl that was the mom in um, Weeds. Nice. John uh, Malkovich is that guy that he will be in an absolute just dog shit movie, but be giving the best fucking performance. Yeah, like just oh, chewing yeah. the most scenery of any human. And like, I love that for him. Like Con Air? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Uh, but no, so you know, it's like, oh, Carl Urban's in it as well. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a fun action film, but it's got like I mean, there are just some like things that are definitely impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stuff got tested on MythBusters back in the day. Oh, fun. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, but halfway through watching it, I started thinking this movie would have been a lot better had it been a thriller instead of an action film. <laughs> okay, something like Crimson Tide. Oh, oh man. Okay. Oh. Nice. John, isn't you that love based MythBusters. On a, isn't it based on a comic book? It is based on a comic okay, book. It is. Yeah. Um, I yes. never saw the sequel because I heard it was garbage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you like garbage movies, though. Yeah, but... <laughs> not like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. like that. Um, I do like Mythbusters. I've been really excited. Now it's on Max or whatever. Yeah. Like, now if you have HBO Max or... Now it's called Max. That's uh, the dumbest. Taking the HBO brand... I'm not a branding person. Yeah. Like, I'm not a... You know, I'm not a corporate yeah. branding person. But, like, that just seems like... Dumb. I don't know about that. Anyway, whatever. Who gives a oh. shit? They're going to be making money anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay, speaking about Mythbusters, I have been watching the shit out. John's been them. watching the shit out of Mythbusters, yeah. too. Every time I come in the room, it's on. Yeah, it's like, um, I like to think of it as like fun comfort TV. It's like that sure. and The Simpsons are yeah. two things I just turn just on. Just put on while you're right. doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. And uh, I always notice different things or I learn different things. I guess like I tune in and out during different parts. Yeah. So anyway... Um, Here's something I've been forcing you to watch is JLU. Oh right, okay, yeah, we finally and so we you watched, like it. We watched Justice League. We watched all of that, and then we st- so we started watching JLU. Well, again, that was something that's just Ooh. been on, and yeah. you, you kind of look up every once in a while and go, "What's happening?" Yeah. And I'm like, I tell you the plot of the thing. You're like, "Okay," but, but JLU, I'm like, "Okay, we finally get to JLU." Ooh, okay, I'm excited. Rub my little it's hands good. together. Y'all got to the it's one. great, right? The animation is great. The voice acting is incredible. The animation is a step up, yeah. And for the real. stories are engaging. 
changing. Have, yeah. Have y'all gotten to the Booster Gold episode yet? We got to the first one, but the second one not yet. Which one did y'all see? The one where he's um he saves the day and nobody knows. That's the one I'm talking That's about. That's the one you're talking oh, about. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's like my one of my favorite episodes of all time. It's a good one. He's, I thought you were Green Lantern. <laughs> Billy West? I'm not Green Lantern. I'm Booster Gold. If I were Green Lantern, my costume would be green. Now, wouldn't it? Very really good. good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so JLU, very much enjoying putting John through that. That's another thing that's on the max. It's incredible. It's yeah. a really good show. Really good. I honestly can't believe you had never seen it because I know, I know you so love good. Batman the Animated Series so much. I think like I, um, I, that's where I started to fall off. You know what I mean? Mm. I think like I wasn't really, I started to fall off actually when Batman, the animated series, went to that secondary animation style. Mm, yeah. yeah. Remember when okay. they went to the second character, mo- character yeah. models, which I liked. I mean, I know some people hate those. I don't really have a big problem with them, but I didn't really watch as many of those episodes. Since then, I've gone back and watched all of it. So JLU, I haven't actually seen it in 15 years, right. I guess. And it, oh, it holds up for me. Yeah, it really Which does I'm hold surprised up. Surprised that. Oh my god, there's just one coming up that I can't wait for you, John. Didn't you? I know. Oh. There's so many episodes that I'm like, I can't wait for you to get to this episode. The one with Wonder Woman. Mm. We should and... do a commentary on that Wonder Woman episode, though. Oh, that would be fun. That'd be fucking fun. All right, yeah, that would be fun. And now we're gonna go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're continuing our discussion of All Star Superman. It's your boy. It's your boy Luther. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start off here. We're picking up at issue five. This issue was published in September 2006. The series was written by Grant Morrison, drawn by Frank Quitely, and digitally inked by Jamie Grant. So we have this. uh, So I guess on the cover here, we have uh, very wrinkly jumpsuits. He probably didn't iron it before he put it on. No, I mean, (laughs) you you wouldn't give him irons. I like how um, they have Clark in a jumpsuit. I was going like, to say. Yeah. yeah. But he's not in the yeah. story. It's just kind of. Where did these inmates get hammers and wrenches and steak <laughs> knives and stuff? Like, this is this is an appalling lapse in yeah. security here. <laughs> we have this opening scene. It's the trial of Lex Luthor. Luthor, he, of course, claims Superman made him do it. I just want to say, I don't think Adolf Hitler and Al Capone belong in the same arena. It's a tell of the hunting um is gone i mean may, i don't know i mean depending on how you look at that i don't know yeah. but yeah i don't know he's the fact that he said adolf hitler is one of his like that he looks up to that guy as a yeah. role model like yeah, oh no good. don't like that at all so he is found guilty on all counts of crimes against humanity and he's sentenced to death in the electric chair okay and he seems pretty pleased with this result his he's big sneer kind of, yeah. superman made me do it so on the title page, the gospel according to Lex Luthor, we see Clark Kent in the helicopter. He's heading to Stryker's Island. This is Metropolis Maximum Security Interment Center on the prison island located on the West River between New Troy and Queensland Park. The island also handles federal prisoners. His first appearance is Superman number 9 in 1987. As he's flying up to it, they tell him it's home to 140 deranged and deformed super criminals, the pilot says. And I thought it was the garlic bagels making me queasy. Clark responds. <laughs> I like that. So Stryker Island is definitely a play on Riker's Island. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Superman made me do it. He should be on trial here. Every time uh, Lex Luthor has any dialogue in this, as I'm reading it, all I hear is Clancy Brown. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I hear. His voice is so strongly tied with this character for me that while I'm reading this, I just, I, it's, I hear it so, like, the way you hear Kevin Conroy when you read Batman. Yeah, yeah. I hear Clancy Brown when I read Lex Luthor. Incredible. Iconic performance. So we cut to Clark. He's meeting with Lex in his cell, and Lex is working on this on his bibliobot, Mark II. He's not in his cell because they go to his cell at the end of the issue. Yeah, he's in a oh, workshop okay. area. I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. But it is part of the jail, right, or something like that. I guess I yeah. thought it was his cell because it's like the cement walls. Right. Now he leads him to a cell later. You're right. Um, so he's working on this bibliobot, Mark II. It's a roving library. And we see he's got like some sort of like welding tool. It looks like a little gun or something like that. It reads literature, and we see it saying lines from Ulysses and A Tale of Two Cities at Lex's command. So I like, like, when he mentions the title of the books, it, like, starts reading it, you know? Have you noticed the little outlet is sparking all throughout the panels Yeah, so we get this little detail, and in Clark's clumsy lumbering, he gets tangled up in Lex's welding tool, and he knocks it out of his hand just before the whole thing explodes, right? But but we know that Superman is doing this on purpose. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Although, it does go to point out that why would they let any prisoner have a welding tool? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, he's got two guards with him, Right, watching him. But Lex's response, he says, Look at you. You write like a poet, but move like a landslide. Like that line. I'm sure I had my dignity when I came in here. (laughs) I bet he's bribing them with lots and lots of money. Sure, yeah. To let him do all that stuff. Well, uh, uh, we'll come back around to this. I I think this is a good point, though. Lex finds Clark saving him, ironic, since the Daily Planet had the evidence that put him away. Right. He also mentions the guards monitoring him and how they overlooked the high-voltage death trap. So it's like, did they know about that? Or I guess they're just... They just did, weren't paying attention. Right, yeah. They just didn't care. <laughs> Lex leads Clark out, and now we see him. He's running on his treadmill, and he's holding the weights. I like the fit, strong Lex. Oh, I agree. He's we, so it, insecure yeah. about the fact that Superman is yeah. strong without having to try. He's like, yeah, but this takes hard work yeah. to be like this. Yeah. He's but, very disciplined. And... Yeah. But I don't think we've ever gotten that in the live action. No, you're right. We in, haven't. In the live action, no. no. I, don't, I don't think we've ever gotten the live action. Like, you know, I sure. wonder if James Gunn is going to bring a big a Lex Luthor. Yeah. You know, who's like a big strong guy. Like you always, as you've mentioned before, like Billy Zane. Like I think oh, like would that would be, so be a, good. that would be good to get like a, not necessarily him, but like a big big guy like that you know what i mean to be lex Luthor. maybe not even big just someone that like very clearly is like a fitness nut and like right. is really works yeah. out like yeah like hardcore I don't yeah know. i mean i don't think it needs to be like shredded like the mcu but uh, right yeah you know definitely somebody who works out yeah i was thinking of the jail you when you were like oh we've never got a bit i was like yeah we have it's animated that's yeah, not live action yeah. <laughs> it's a cartoon <laughs> the interview is mostly lex asking clark why he doesn't feel diminished by superman Clark has some great lines to redirect him. I like when he goes. Yeah, he's constantly. Our jobs don't him. tend to overlap. It's a good little line. <laughs> what, are, what is that? What are you writing about me yeah. now? Ugh, I can mentally crack any code known to man in less than a minute. And he's like, it's just shorthand. Yeah, <laughs> simmer down. It's just shorthand. He's he like, makes fun of his shorthand yeah. too. Um, so this is an abbreviated symbolic writing method that increases speed and brevity of writing as compared to longhand, which is the common writing method. Just regular writing. Yeah, it's called stenography. Yeah, stenography. And Clark says he picked it up from his mom. Lex You've seen is... those those stenographers' uh, typewriters are so weird? Have you right. seen those? yeah, yeah. It's that. It's like a shorthand typewriter. That's nuts. Yeah. That's really cool. Super cool. But my grandma, like, my um... grandma knows shorthand. Oh, she had to really? Learn it. Yeah, she had to learn it back when, like, typewriters first were, like, invented. Mm-hmm. 
not first invented, but when they became uh, utilized in a widespread manner in the workplace, right, right. she had to learn how to type on a typewriter and how to do shorthand and how to like do all that sort of stuff. Wow. And so it like, was a yeah. thing that she knew how to, and then when computers came out, she was like, I don't know about this. Right. It's like, it's just a typewriter, <laughs> but there's a screen instead of paper, Grandma. It's all right. And she's like, I don't know about this. Right. That kind of thing. Man, um, I looked up some samples of shorthand. Yeah, and it's, it's wild. Nuts. It's yeah. wild. It's really interesting to just see all the squiggles and all that. I wish I could. I wish I could do that. It's like learning Morse code. It's like mm-hmm. a fucking whole yeah. thing, you know. And I, I like really this line. Um, as Lex is lifting his weights, he's like, "Shorthand, okay, something else to learn." Yeah, he's yeah. like something else to. Yeah. yeah, he's like, "Okay, now I got to figure this out too." Right. That's the thing is like he's such a fascinating character. If it weren't for the fact that he's so obsessed with these awful, yeah, awful people in history that have just the worst fucking people that have like motivated him to do these terrible things, you'd be like, "Oh, what a fascinating person." Oh, he sucks. Yeah. That wow, gross. So Lex- that's why he's the villain. It's like that's just that that tipping point of like Right. Oh wow, what a fascinating man. Oh yeah. yikes. <laughs> no, no. Well then also I like how they portray him as like the one guy he's like, you know, I'm perfect because I work out and I use my intellect and all that and Superman sucks. You know, and he, right. you know it's just like I like this depiction of Lex. It's just like he, he's just a petty Petty right. little man. So petty. Yeah. Such a petty little man. Because at first he's like, oh, what a ridiculous affectation for a man learning shorthand. Why can't you just use an electronic recording device like a normal hack? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, shorthand, something else to learn. Yeah. Because like yeah. at first he's like cutting him down, but then he's like, well, if, if, if this rube if knows this, shorthand, yeah. then, then, then I have to learn shorthand because I, I have to be better than a rube. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be better than this fucking oaf. You know, like, I just think that's like, he's such a fucking obsessive, petty dipshit. Yeah. It's so, what a, I don't know, interesting. And it's like, if he wasn't so petty, I mean, he could, he, he could what have could he have accomplished? Right. He yeah. could have so changed much. the world. He could have changed the world yeah. for the better, the way that Superman does, but like on the ground. Like they yeah. could have worked together. And you even get that later in the story. Superman's like, we could have been friends, yeah. you idiot. Like we <laughs> could have done so much together. We could have done so much. Yeah. If you weren't such a fucking dipshit. Lux continues to be obsessed with Superman and imagines how life would be without him. Even telling Clark that Lois might notice him. And he's like, why aren't you blushing? I know you have feelings for her. So I thought that was interesting uh, that he tells Weird. that he tells him that he's yeah. like I know you have feelings for him. so he knows enough about Clark to know this but mm-hmm. he doesn't know that he's Superman you yeah. know what I mean like I think that that's amazing that's, you know what I mean I think that's like, the, <laughs> such a blind spot yeah, for yeah. him too like that is because it couldn't be something that he wouldn't know right because he knows everything yeah he's such a prideful man that that's he gets in his own fucking way. But then he also talks about, like, you know, he says, like, throwing some weight training in that flabby physique of yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, that goes back to showing how Superman, or when he's yeah. Clark, he holds himself different. He wears baggier yeah. clothes right, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, this goes, he's not just wearing glasses, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Lex's whole deal is that he's the smartest fucking guy. He's the most capable fucking guy. And he's just can't see what's right in fucking in front of him. Like, it's... Yeah. That's so... This whole thing with them in this issue is fascinating. Yeah. But he uh, goes, uh, I know you've got feelings for, I'm here to interview you, Luther. So that goes to what you're talking about, the redirection yeah, of he's constantly. Yeah. He's not taking the bait. Every time Luther tries to antagonize him or incite him to, he wants to get a reaction out of him. And every single time, Clark is just like, well, yeah. I'm here to ask you about whatever, such and such right, instead, yeah. actually. So, 
Um, he doesn't take the bait. I, I'm glad you brought up, Aubrey, about the disguise of Clark, yeah. right? Because if you look at the body language also of Clark, like, throughout this he whole thing. He turns his toes inward. He turns his toes in, and he's kind of, like, hunched in. He's got his head down, you know, you all the time. You mentioned the super so. baggy clothes to yeah. make himself look like he's maybe overweight and not in shape. Yeah. So when he throws the weight at him, what is that? Is that just, like, this macho thing? Like... Yeah, you know, you ever seen those guys that just, like, drop the fucking yeah, weights? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Not okay. okay he, like, yeah. dropped it in front of him. He's like, hey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's just kind of trying to illustrate, like, what a jackass right. he is. Because only jackasses do that. Exactly. If you do that, fuck you. <laughs> just like you said, he's like, feel this. Feel my muscle over here. Look how macho I am. You know, this takes <laughs> this takes real work. I mean, Clark's like, impressive, but a little off topic. He right. tells him to touch his muscles. He's like, go on, touch my muscles. And then later he's like, hands off, he's Clark. Like, I like that part. He goes, what? hands off, Kent. <laughs> but he's still touching it with one finger now. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I think that's cute. It's a fun moment. I like his little shorts, his but little it, prison <laughs> shorts. Yeah. He definitely doesn't skip leg day. No, he definitely doesn't. does not. For an evil motherfucker. So, At least you can say that about him. As he moves over to the punching bag, he's like, so how's Superman these days? Pale? Tired? He, he seems fine. Yeah. that You you see a little bit of Superman yeah. there. Yeah. You see it a little bit there. What you do know we think about I mean? the hair, too? Yeah. About the Clark Kent oh, yeah. hair? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so bad. What does he, he have to do to his hair to make it do that? I wonder. He just... It, I don't know. No, he but just to go pulls... against the Superman hair right. curl pattern... He can't even shave unless he uses his own eye lasers in a mirror. So what kind of product does he have to have? I don't know. Is there a little yeah. bit of kryptonite in there? Like what? I don't know. Maybe um maybe like uh he's able to like use his What color kryptonite is what I'm asking? Is- does he have to crush <laughs> up into a gel to like which what color is that? Uh, I'm going to go with fuchsia. Okay. <laughs> the the entire book through all I hear is Clancy Brown when I read this. Yeah. What a testament to this guy's voice acting. Um so these next two pages have a really good layout. Uh, I really like this as they're descending the staircase cuz it doesn't even follow the pieces of the staircase. Then there's like inset panels as he stops to talk to Clark and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, that's really interesting. As Clark and Lex descend the staircase to the main congregating area, Clark asks about Lex's obsession with Superman. Lex says that he's been in prison for so long, it's like home to him. It's predictable and comfortable. He knows all the different types of people that are going to be in there. It's like his own Candor Bottle City. He goes, I've spent much of my adult life in prisons thanks to him. Yeah, yeah. What about thanks to your own actions, bro? <laughs> right? But You're you were... doing all this shit. Like, what are you doing? But you were saying that, like, uh, why would they let him have all this stuff? And I think he's probably just been there long enough, too, where they're just like, oh, yeah, he's in here every once in a while. He does his time, and then he's... I think he's bribing the shit out of people. Yeah, I think he's I spending yeah. millions yeah. and millions of dollars on bribes. Yeah, so I think like at this point, maybe they're not paying attention as much. No. Lex says he's developing an alternative to truth, justice, and all those things Superman stands for. Uh-huh. He's transforming it into a new model of society. And then uh, I like this part where he kind of like looks at Clark. You, there's that little expression in yeah. there. He's like, hmm. You have the eyebrow-shaped <laughs> beauticians call the Superman swoosh. Apparently, 65% of men subconsciously trim their eyebrows that way to be more like him. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So obsessed. But I I, I also... I think he has a big old crush on him. Sure. Oh, yeah. But but I like that detail that uh, they've gone so far to examine 
his eyebrow shape. Yeah. Oh, you, the eyebrow shape of Superman. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're calling and, it the Superman swoosh. And then so, of course, Can like. you see the news story oh, yeah, the in your mind's eye? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's got everybody rushing to the mirror to look at their eyebrows. Um, but but again, he knows what kind of eyebrow shape Superman has. And he recognizes that Clark has the same kind of eyebrows, but he still never puts it together. Oh, because um, 65% of all men subconsciously shape their eyebrows that yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. This is one style that will have you up, up, and away with the ladies. Back to you, John. <laughs> oh, shit. That's like watching local news. Oh, it's so bad. But yeah, no, I like that. Was a, that was such an interesting touch, though. Grant Morrison fucking would yeah, I really like come up that. with that yeah. shit. Yeah. He thinks about it on a societal level. Like, what would people be doing if Superman was real? They'd be doing shit like yeah. that, right? You'd have the Superman curl in the hair. People yeah, would be they- trying to imitate it. John doesn't have to. His hair naturally does that. Look at it. Look, it's right there. Look, look up. But he's talking about eyebrow shape. I'm just saying, you th- those eyebrows. are those would be the elements there, in pro- society that there would, would be a lot of guys in that there'd world be that a have lot a of Superman esque curl. You'd be trying to how to pump iron like Superman. You know, whatever. There'd be guys sleeping at night with the curl around the curl. <laughs> 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 One little roller in the front of them. Yeah, head. that would be awesome. Lex is like, this is my final revenge. To be right. My survival of the smartest doctrines commands absolute respect in here. And all of a sudden you hear this voice off to the side. There's this cool like purple yeah. word bubble where he's like, I'll gut you, Luther. Suck you dry. And he's like, yikes. Okay. Ignore it. Every society has its monsters, but the parasite doesn't scare me. Brain beats brawn every time. And Clark is like, uh, the parasite. He's like, the parasite is here. Uh, I didn't know that because, I mean, the parasite is... Uh, Superman villain, he can, like, suck his powers. Well, and so Superman is a source of incredible power. Yeah, he really He is. absorbs yeah. the fucking power of the goddamn sun. Sure, right. So Superman's kind of like, uh... Yeah, I didn't know that Parasite was going to be here. He's like, is he behind lead shielding? And they're... No, they're just wheeling him down Hannibal Lecter style in the middle of the room, you know? He's right. safe behind lead shielding, right? <laughs> nope. He's right here, and he's immediately like like swelling up with yeah. power as, as the closer he gets. The to, closer that he gets to yeah. Superman. So, um, Parasite is the name of several supervillains appearing in American comic books published by DC. Each version of the character has the ability to temporarily absorb the life energy, superpowers, and knowledge of others. The first Parasite was Raymond Jensen, and he appeared in Action Comics. 340 in 1966. Cool. This turns into a kind of a farce at this point, which I love, by the way. Like, I sincerely love it, not in an ironic way, of, like, Clark Kent continuously doing very Superman things. Oh, yes. And Lex Luthor being completely fucking oblivious. It is just this amazing (laughs) comedy of errors that's just, like, he's like... Why bother to shield him on his way back to the infirmary? So what if he drains a toaster before the screws take him down? Right. What's the matter, Kent? Scared he'll absorb your last reserves of cowardice? (laughs) (laughs) And Superman's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I cannot let this guy touch me. So as Parasite, he becomes so big that then he overtakes the two guards that are that have him. There's so much movement in this panel where he does that. Like Frank quietly really there's a lot of like power and weight behind this character he's really like struggling around and it's oh man yeah you really get like a good sense of it there's so much movement he's like throwing a guy so it's, it's and it starts a riot in yeah, the middle of the does. prison eventually 
But Lex is totally calm, just like walking through it. So that makes it really funny, too. Yeah. Tear gas gets fired. And like Danielle said, Clark has to find all these clever ways of using his Superman powers discreetly. He's like, Luther, you're in terrible danger. Ugh, my, my stress, stress ulcer. ulcer. <laughs> Kent, that's tear gas, you moron. <laughs> my stress ulcer. That made me laugh. I'm going to start using that. But he's calling him a moron. He's like, oh, that's tear gas. What are you doing? Don't go in there. Yeah. And some guy's about to fucking blow him away. He right. picks up one of the guard's pistols. And he has to pretend like he can't see. Sure. Uh, Superman does. He has to pretend like he can't see anything. <laughs> and like he's pretending to stumble around and accidentally... Preventing this guy from shooting him in the head. Right, yeah, exactly. He, he, like, grabs Lex and pulls him down. And <sighs> he grabs the that. gun and pushes the guy. But he has to also not accidentally kill anyone. Sure. Like, oh, I can't see. Because this is a human man <laughs> yeah, that he's yeah. wrestling. So he sure. has to, like, be as gentle as a mouse while pretending to fall. It's just so fascinating, yeah. this whole ballet that he's doing here. It's such a, It's like a comedy. It's like a ridiculous physical comedy in the middle of a comic book. How many Yeah. That's artists a great way to depict Clark. Could, I love that. I mean, I mean obviously the writing is incredible. Like Grant Morrison's like this is fucking funny. But how many artists could actually make this as clear right, yeah. as it's being made here? Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's really the artist telling the story here. It's really um it's I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it masterfully done. Yeah. It really is. Oh, so we see that Lex takes the gun, too. That's a little detail right there. Yeah. And we see that Superman saved all security guards when he disappeared into the tear gas. So that's why he was gone for a little bit. He took them all outside. Can't you oaf? He takes off his glasses to wipe his tears, and then he uses the heat vision to set off the sprinklers. Uh, forget about your glasses. And he's like, but I can't see without my glasses. Everything's a blur. And he's using his heat vision yeah, yeah. to heat up this pipe and make all the water yeah, the sprinklers. come out. And then he's like pretending to cough and yell. Like he freezes everyone with his ice breath. <laughs> and Luther misses it. it. He's just on the other side of Don't the door. Don't tell me that's your <laughs> asthma. Amazing. <clears throat> I like how he's like, that's some security system. But like- if he were to turn the corner again and look back into that room that they were just in, he'd be like, you're fucking Superman. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just f- froze all these dudes yeah. with your breath, didn't you? Like, but he does. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Really funny. It's just ridiculous, wacky comedy. <laughs> I love it. Lex says he wants Clark to tell his story the story of a man who refused to bend the knee to the alien invader. You sanctimonious ox. <laughs> and. Clark, he uses his x-ray to see how things are going with Parasite. And it's not he, good. It's not like, going well. He's like, can we just stay away from that? Clark tells Lex that he'd rather discuss Lex's achievements and stay away from Parasite. Lex leads Clark to his cell. And there's a little detail there. As he wipes his face, he wipes off his right eyebrow. He's wiping his eyebrow off. Right, yeah. Because so, he's, yeah. all, he's all sweaty, so he's wiping the yeah. sweat away. But he doesn't notice that he's wiping off his yeah. own drawn-on eyebrow. Parasite crashes into the wall. And Lex starts shooting at the monster, and Clark is worried that the kinetic energy of the gunshots will give Parasite even more energy. As they run past a group of other inmates, they taunt Lex to fight and show them that he's fit to lead. I like how he's like, welcome to my cozy middle-class existence. Mm. <laughs> oh, get me out of here. There's going to be an earthquake. Right. Clark says, there, he's, he's going to cause an earthquake. He's stomping <laughs> on the ground, causing this oh, yeah, earthquake. Yeah. Shoulders the side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's so, like he's like stomping and causing this whole earthquake. It's like so we see that all of the infrastructure like comes down on top of Parasite. Lex is like, 
My bullets must have tipped the balance, made him too massive to carry his own weight. Oh, right. So yeah. he's still under the delusion that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He he's coming up with all these reasons why Clark Kent is not Superman. No, yeah. but like he's so oblivious. Um, he's so oblivious. But like uh, that's so funny because Clark is the one that said that. Oh, yeah. the gun! I'm worried the gunshots are. So he's he, putting that yeah. in his he mind. Planning that in yes. there so that way it would make. Oh, that's a great. I he's just leading that him that. that's really to good. this conclusion. Yeah. yeah. But I also like uh, after he says that, like he's like, I guess so. Poor man, his own greed engulfed him. I mean, he's obviously talking about Lex. See what yeah. happens to anyone who crosses me, Kent. Anyone who <laughs> underestimates Lex Luthor. You're so dumb, bro. So he makes a big dramatic speech while he stomps on the creature. Nobody gets in Luther's way, he screams. Lex, my shorthand can't handle the volume, Clark responds. You gotta put a clip of you gotta put a clip of Clancy Brown's voice acting in sure, here. You gotta put that. his Lex in here because that I he's so good. I control everything in this town, Superman. Your cooperation is not really necessary. The offer was merely a courtesy. It's so funny in all of this, too, how he doesn't have the eyebrow. Like He doesn't have it, it, yeah. It just makes it like a little weird. Like, if you didn't notice initially, you definitely noticed You go back now, and check it out, yeah. it's a little off, you know. Lex addresses the other inmates and tells them, You want change? Wait for my signal. Clark, he's tells Lex that he knows he's, he isn't all bad. And Lex says he likes Clark, but he's just another weapon in his war against Superman. He's like, uh, watch now. Watch how I make you, your paper, and the entire penal system seem completely unreliable. Quote, and then the imitable Lex Luthor opened up the floor and shook hands with a baboon in a Superman suit. He's like, evening, Leopold. Jeez. <laughs> I like this little guy. What is that for? Also, that's very dangerous. Don't do that. It is very dangerous. But I think it's like, it's going to make the article seem stupid. But it really happened. Like, it's like a wacky right. detail, too. The baboon has, like, a little Superman curl. Did you notice that? Yeah, I saw that. It's mm-hmm. really cute. He's got this little hole in the floor, and he's like, your escape route, Kent, excavated by Bibliobot Mark II. Did you know that Moby Dick can be recited at frequencies so high Melva's masterpiece becomes a sonic drill capable of carving through solid rock? He's, like, literally boring a passage through the earth. I like that. Oh. That was really good. Yeah. Oh, man. You said it was a little hole, but it's a very expertly. Oh yeah, no, I mean like you look in this, carved, it's like yeah, it's, it's, like it's pretty nice amazing. and neat. It's really nice. It's like a staircase. Yeah. There's a river down there with a boat. He's got a dominatrix hanging out in there, <laughs> named Nasty. Yeah, so this is Nostalgia. This is an adaptation of the original Supergirl enemy, Nostalgia Luther, created by Michael Sikowski, which first appeared in Adventure Comics. 397. She's yeah. looking good. Uh, he introduces Clark Kent to Nostalgia and says, she's going to take you back to the land of the living. Uh, she's 18, speaks 30 languages, and wants to rule the world one day. Bless her. She says, call me nasty. Uh, eyebrow, Lexi. Eyebrow. Yeah, she, like... calls, <laughs> she calls his attention to the fact that one of his eyebrows yeah. is missing. And like a cartoon character he fucking turns around and he's like what are you looking at ken he like takes an eyebrow pencil and starts oh. hastily drawing his own eyebrow back on you know what now i ah uh, now that makes sense where because earlier clark is like you dropped this lex yeah it's he his eyebrow him, pencil it's, it's the eyebrow, eyebrow pencil, pencil because yeah. he noticed that he wiped off his eyebrow yeah before ah uh, that's so good i didn't even notice that well he says what are you looking at ken he goes nothing without my glasses i'm completely blind <laughs> you could escape anytime you wanted like oh yeah why does he have such a soft spot for this fucking asshole? That's because Superman really is a good guy. He wants to save everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Even a guy who worships Hitler? <laughs> Even a guy that worships I feel Hitler. like I would have let him go without his eyebrow at that point. <laughs> I would have been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. But you know what? I'm not as good as Superman. I don't know. Is that good? Right, is that a yeah. good quality to be like helpful to a guy who worships Hitler? When Clark says, he tells him, you could have escaped anytime you wanted. Lex says, I'm going to the chair fulfilled. Don't worry about me. I have friends in high places. You and Superman could have been friends. Yeah. He's like, are you insane? I'm a born dictator. And he says, you'll die like a mad dog in a yard. Think straight, Lex. And right there, he kind of like looks like Superman. He a does, bit, yeah. You know? He's kind of like coming undone a little bit. He, he can't contain it. He's just trying to get through to this guy. But he says, he'll die first. I use the sun itself, Kent, the source of his powers, to overload his cellular batteries and destroy him from within. Do you understand? I killed Superman. He doesn't want the world to know he's dying, of course. So break the news gently. Take your exclusive, Kent. And Clark is like, you can't prove this. I place his beloved truth in your hands. Strike with it. You wanted my story, the gospel of Lex, and now you have it. There's no deep psychology behind the struggle between Superman and me. It's all very simple. How would you feel if someone deliberately stood in your way over and over? If it wasn't for Superman, I'd be in charge on this planet. And now he's dying. One wild eyebrow going. Yeah. What one, more could I want? One big old arched eyebrow. Yeah, that makes it really funny throughout. When he says, I'm going to the chair fulfilled, uh, that expression that he makes right there, I think it's really funny. Well, with he says, the, I killed Superman. With, uh, with the big eyebrow, yeah. And, so he's uh, like, so he knows that Superman's dying. Right. Because he's like, I killed Superman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's just like, he's fine with it. Plus, he makes that comment, like, I have friends in high places, so... You know, he's got a plan. Obviously, yeah. he can get out of there at any time. I don't know. I want to get that version of Lex. I would like to get a version like that. You know? I think everyone's it, been waiting for an yeah. actual Lex Luthor for yeah. ever since the f first Superman films. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I think the best depictions of Luthor on screen is animated, obviously, Clancy, yeah. Clancy Brown, and then uh, live action, uh, Michael Rosenbaum on Smallville. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that, yeah, so I, I don't that. know. Yeah. Well, he plays a younger Luthor, okay. but I mean, you can kind of sort of see his obsessions taking hold nice, of nice. him and all that, and he how he kind of descends into madness and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, nice. It was really good. Michael Rosenbaum, I thought, was a really good actor. I love an yeah. obsessed antagonist descending into madness. Yeah. That's my fave. I want to see him in the big battle suit, too. The Lex Luthor battle oh, suit. Yeah, at some oh, sure. yeah, I mean, for sure. That would be awesome. For sure. How come we let's haven't be real. seen that yet? You know? Yeah. Because they're cowards, John. <laughs> when, um, Filmmakers are cowards, famously cowards. When uh, when Man of Steel came out, and you know the Kryptonians had those suits, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, you thought you were going to see this? Oh man, we're going to get Lex Luthor in the it fucking was right battle there. suit. You know what I mean? Just he's going to paint. paint it green and purple. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I also thought that. But instead, we got no. It was bad. All of it bad. Jesse Eisenberg putting a Jolly Rancher in some middle-aged man's mouth. Oh God! I'm talking about Mama's peach tea, Grandma's Stop. peach tea. I can't with this anymore. Uh, yeah, let's let's not. Ugh. I will say that I will watch Michael Shannon do literally anything, though. Yeah, he's great. So I mean, we have this cover, so we already know it's going to be about Pa Kent. So they got to put the death of Pa Kent in every kind of thing about well, Superman. You know, I feel like this is the only time that I've ever thought, "Wow, what a relevant." narrative device yeah, yeah what a what an excellently well, well done well, they use it as a yeah yeah they use it as a vehicle to tell the larger story yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. As so. opposed to it making no sense and being for no fucking reason and being stupid as hell. Speaking of Man of Steel. Yeah, speaking of Man of Steel. <laughs> so we open with the sun coming up over the Kent farm. All this is really beautiful. Jonathan Kent talks to Clark about when they first found him. A childless couple blessed from above with a miracle boy from another world. How does that happen, he asks him. So Jonathan, he dotes on Clark and embarrasses him. Clark asks if Jonathan wants him to shift that old tree that got struck by lightning. But then someone shows up to play. It's Crypto the Super Dog. Oh, I love it. I love Crypto. Yeah, so he's a fictional super dog appearing in American comic books. In most continuities, Crypto is Superman's pet dog, usually depicted as a white dog of a generic pedigree. Sometimes he's a laboratory retriever, a plain white Dalmatian, a white shepherd, or even a primitive dog like a Spitz-type dog or a husky. Laika or Dingo in Australian versions. He just looks like a white mutt. Yeah. Yeah. Here. The specific breed is never specified. He first appeared in Adventure Comics 210 in 1955 there is a rumor that james gunn is going to put crypto in the movie oh what a God, g so. what a g wouldn't that be cool hell yeah i, was gonna I say, would love to have crypto in there because graham morrison has balls to yeah. fucking put him here and you know who else has the balls to do shit like that and actually make it good james gunn yep i mean how many like animal characters does he have in his movies so you know? many i mean especially in the guardians movies he makes got it work multiple you know yeah man that would be awesome so like I don't really know, like... Well, Cosmo, I mean, she's... That's she's what I'm saying, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. How does Crypto come to Earth? Does Crypto come in the capsule? I do not know. Do yeah, not. I, I, I was like, I, maybe I should have looked that up. Like, I was wondering, like, how do they write that in? Like, I'll how does Crypto up. come Let's see. to Earth? How was it in the cartoon? In the cartoon, it was the same origin as Superman, right? But, like, dog form, like... <laughs> Super. Something like that. Crypto's dad. While putting, playing putting with his on. ball, Crypto inadvertently damages his rocket, which puts him to sleep until he arrives on Earth long after Kal-El had become Superman. Now fully grown, Crypto acquires superpowers similar to Superman's and is adopted by a young boy named Ken Winnie with Superman's consent. What? This is so interesting. On Krypton, parallel evolution leads to the emergence of analogous species uh, like birds, dogs. Okay. Well, We're super bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Supergirl had Streaky so, the super cat and then a horse. Streak, oh. I remember Streaky. Yeah. I remember Streaky the super cat. Crypto is originally the dog of toddler Kal-El while they're on Krypton. Jor-El testing prototypes for the rocket that eventually sends Kal-El to Earth decides to use Crypto as a oh, test subject. Oh, he goes shit. Holy shit. That's kind of like Cosmo though, right? The oh original Cosmo God. went up and uh, What a you know. fucking... So that's Dick. interesting. Jeez, yeah. what an absolutely terrible man. <laughs> Crypto's rocket is knocked off course. The rocket drifts through space for years and until it lands on Earth, where Crypto's reunited with the now teenage superhero Superboy. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Crypto possesses the same powers and abilities as Superman, uh, although his physical abilities are proportionate to his size and species. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means. Certain sensory abilities of cryptos, like smelling and hearing, are more acute than those of Superman, just like a dog's would be. Aww. What? He has super canine intelligence, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, this is fucking great. Anyway, I can't he... stop reading this Wikipedia article about Crypto the Super Dog. <laughs> I guess his bite is stronger than Superman's, too? Oh, oh probably, I guess so. yeah. 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 Um... When not accompanying Superman, Crypto spends much of his time romping through space. While on Earth, however, he stays with the Kent family, posing as their pet dog, Skip, 
In that identity, his guardians apply a brown dye patch on his back for a disguise, <laughs> which Crypto burns off with his heat vision when he goes into oh. costume. Oh, man. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> Great. This is fucking fun. Later, the Kents devise a pull cord activated dye applicator, which Crypto can use to switch to skip and back without assistance. <laughs> Crypto has the distinction of belonging to two organizations of super pets, the 30th Century Legion of Super Pets and the Space Canine Patrol Agents. I can't wow, stop reading this article. This I got to awesome. put my phone down. It's going to be just me reading this. Yeah, um, I did like the cartoon, the Super Pets cartoon or whatever. That was pretty good. Oh, the one that just came out? Or, yeah, I mean, I think it was a while ago, but yeah, it's worth checking out. I thought it was funny. With, uh, is that the one where Keanu's Batman? Yeah, or Bat yeah. Dog, or what is he? No, he's Batman. He's Batman? Yeah, he's and, actually um, Batman. Who's Ace the Bat Hound? I forget. Isn't it? Um, is it The Rock? I think it's Kevin Hart. Yes, Kevin, it's Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh, it's yes. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay. As a child, my family was taken from me. As a puppy, I was taken from my family. So I steal myself. My emotions. Always in check. No, no one, one ever getting, getting past my impenetrable defenses. So Superman, he gets the tree that he's going to shift, and instead he pulls it out of the ground completely. It's a giant dog toy for his pup. And we see Jonathan Kent, he's like having some heart he's issue some already. Heart burn right? going on. He's like, ugh. I like the way that Crypto is standing because, like, if anybody has a dog, you know, we're about to throw a toy, they get all uh, excited uh, like yeah. that. You know? That's the play pose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the play the, bow. Um, I love the shot from outer space as the trees coming out of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That is so good. That was a really good panel. Well, so Ma Kent goes, land sakes, pa, you're as pale as a ghost. Yeah, yeah. He can fly in space now, Martha. Oh, I keep track. Right. If everything happens for a reason, Jonathan Kent says, why here? Why us? He doesn't belong on a farm. Maybe none of us do anymore. And then they like see someone coming up behind them. And it's this guy. He says, evening, folks. I hear on the lookout for some good men, Mr. Kent, for the harvest. We see the some title card. Hired funeral. hands. Yeah, funeral in Smallville. Funeral in Smallville. I do like that uh, Clark gets to actually play with the full extent of his powers, like with Crypto. Yeah. You oh, they're flying I mean? in space together. Yeah. He gets to like actually like. I like his little cape. They're playing like tug of war with that tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really good. All crypto that stuff. with his little cape is blasting uh, asteroids and like little meteorites with his laser vision. Yeah. He's got a dog that has laser vision. <laughs> hey, Aubrey, you want a dog that has laser vision? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I really love this panel where they're sitting on the, moon. Um, on the moon at the edge of a crater on the moon looking at the earth that's that's really sweet yeah yeah it's stuff like this where i'm like man god yeah i would love to see something like that you know what i mean yeah at breakfast the next morning clark is putting on his metropolis university sweater i like that little detail university of metropolis did he go to college yeah yeah okay and, and he's asking his mom why Pa Kent has hired farmhands for the harvest he can bring it in single-handedly in like one second right but Ma says that Pa wants this done his way, the old way. When they approach, we see these three guys. So two of them are obviously those future Superman. Yeah, we that can we tell saw. that they're the future guys. And then one of them looks like Mr. Mixelplix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mixelplix, sometimes called Mixie, is a character who appears in the Superman comics. He's usually presented as a trickster in the classic mythological sense. Mixoplex possesses reality-warping powers with which he enjoys tormenting Superman and making his life difficult. He's a weird little elf man. Yeah. He's a little, like, Sometimes he's a supervillain, sometimes he's an anti-hero. Yeah. 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 He does magic. He was, he was going to appear first in Superman number 30 in 1944, 
but uh, he actually came out in the daily comic strip first due to a publishing error. So anyway, okay. I care about that. One of my favorite things with Mixoflix is in uh, Superman the Animated Series, because you know when you to get him to go back to his dimension, you got to get him to say his name backwards, right? And so he's there to annoy Clark, it's like uh, Rumpelstiltskin Super- style. Yeah. yeah, he's there to annoy Superman. He's all like, "Well, hold on," I'm, because he's in Clark form. He goes, "Let me just finish proofreading this." He goes, "I'll do it for you." And he did it. Damn it! He made me. He made him spell his uh, name backwards. <laughs> He's like, "I'll be back." <laughs> I got her. I'm sorry. I'm still reading. After the 1971 revamp of Superman by editor Julius Schwartz, Crypto makes no appearances for several years. The character returns, suffering from amnesia. A dog. Wow. In a 1974 two-part Green Arrow backup story in Action Comics 440 and 441, his memory is restored in 1975. Superman asked in a 2006 interview. Why he liberated Crypto from the limbo kennel. Writer Elliot Magan said, A man needs a dog. A Superman needs a super dog. Oh, oh yeah. I love that. All right. So uh, Clark meets the farmhands, and this one introduces himself as Calvin Elder. I guess that's his Clark Kent name, right? And he says that he's honored to meet Clark, right? So there's already, you already know that like something's going yeah. on. Yeah. That's funny. So we cut over to this diner. We have this diner scene. Clark meets with his old friends, Pete Ross and Lana Lang, to discuss what's going on and how he's kind of freaked out by these guys, especially the one with the bandages. So Pete Ross is a character. Um, he appeared in Superboy 86 in 1961. He's a childhood friend of Clark Kent. One night when they're camping together, he sees Clark changing into his Superboy costume to attend to emergency, but he keeps the identity. He keeps that to himself. Lana Lang, she first appeared in Superboy number 10 in 1950. Lana has most consistently been depicted as Superman's teenage romantic interest, growing up in Smallville. As an adult, she's a friend of Superman in his civilian identity as Clark Kent. Lana and Pete basically tell Clark that he's paranoid about all these, the farmhands or whatever. And they talk about him being in Metropolis, and they take a little picture together to, like, commemorate their time together. But I want to talk about, like, what is this weird guy? Is this, like, a detail that's going to come back later? I was going to say, this guy's weird, right? This Jack Nicholson-looking guy? Yeah, so there's a guy... He's in this panel reading a newspaper behind them. Then he, like, He stands up, and he's them. behind them again walking past them. And, and he kind of looks at them, and then he's, he's... looking at them while he's walking past them out of the diner. Yeah, who is that? I don't fucking is know. Is that somebody? I thought it was just an odd detail. I was like, is this going to come back later? Maybe in oh. another story, or... I don't know. So as they're taking the picture, Clark's I'm super hearing kicks in. just reading a newspaper in the diner. <laughs> As they're taking the picture, Clark's super hearing kicks in, and he hears about people talking about the Kansas Superman. So Clark makes something up to excuse himself. Oh, this rich food is upsetting my stomach, or something like that. Maybe right? he just hates children. This guy, he's like, oh, these children are coming over here. Oh, okay, yeah. I hate them. Yeah. I thought you meant Clark. Like, no, the, the, <laughs> Clark, Clark hates kids. No, this old guy, he's like, ah, these, yeah. these, these kids. Yeah, kids today. These kids in their, their rock music and yeah. their... Well, they're college, and so they're, I guess they're, they're adults, and... technically, but they're young, and maybe he's like, ah, right, oh, young right. people, I hate them. I don't know. So when Clark leaves, uh, Lana says to Pete, why do you have to act like I don't know who he is? Don't make me talk about this, Lana, Pete responds. He doesn't want to talk about it. Well, and that's his whole character, is that he won't, he doesn't say. He won't talk about Superman. He tries to keep his identity secret. Over at the farm, Superman and Crypto scope things out from afar. And we see that Calvin Elder is a Superman, too. Um, if you didn't know already, right? They're wearing the same costumes that we saw in that issue, too. And as Superman and Crypto try to spy on them, 
we see that they tried to save an old man from the carnivore. The what? Cronivore. Sorry. Wait, that's that same old man. Oh, that is that same old man. That's the guy. They saved him. They saved him. That's interesting. It is interesting. If they saved just no one okay. that we don't know, but we saw that guy. We noticed him. We noticed and Jack now they Nicholson. saved him. And he said, I don't like these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go watch an NBA game. <laughs> I'm going to sit courtside. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, actually, they didn't save him because the Cronivore ate this poor man's entire life. Right. They tried to save him. Um, hey, John. <laughs> you are my number one. A guy. A guy. <laughs> the three Supermen, they hear our Superman nearby, and Cal Kent sneaks up on him. We see he has that same costume. I already said that. Look at his man boobs. Those are called moobs. Oh, yeah. Look at his moobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's got some big old moobs. Good for him. Yeah, he sure does. Good for him. That's all right. We love it. He goes, he's got a fuckboy haircut, though. Yeah, Don't he Don't know sure about does. that. I, I like when he goes, uh, oh, fine dog you got there. Good strong jaws. And there's that little, like, dog whine. So I wanted to talk about that because at first... Crypto's like, grrr. Yeah, he's growling, mm-hmm. and it's intimidating. But then when he actually shows up, he's like, he does the little dog whine. Little so wine, he's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, I thought that was cute. That, like, that is cute. You know, anyway. A lot of dogs do that, though. Yeah, yeah. I like how he's sniffing his feet, and they're all floating in the air. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cute. He's like, uh, my name's Cal Kent. I'm the Superman from AD. 853,500. Your little super familiar here is spooked because he smells the outer future on me. Nice, he- nice. I like I like the um the just ominous tone of that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty ominous. I also like super familiar. Yeah. Because there are different ones, you Yeah. Know? Super familiars. You've traveled in time before. You know what's possible. As a member of the Superman squad, I fight along the Superman of many different eras to protect the structure of space-time itself. You've already met my allies, the unknown Superman of AD 4500. And clicks, yikes, The Superman of the fifth dimension. And he's like, future Superman. And so we see uh, clinics, clicks, flicks, or whatever. <laughs> when he talks, he's got like 5D vision. You know, so as he's mentioning. That's so fucking rad. As he's mentioning the chronovore, you get, you see it, you know, kind of like little, in little like clouds or whatever. And he's like, oh, I forgot. You don't get the 5D vision until the 67th century when Superman Purple marries Quinto Queen Glinoblix of Zerf. Shut up. (laughs) I hate you. Shut up. That's what I'd say to him. I'd say, shut the fuck up. Um, But I do like all of this. Superman Purple. What's okay, that? All right. What is that? All right. You know I mean? Yeah, that's, let's that's see that. That's cool. That seems um, like a uh, like someone's oh, OC. Oh, yeah, someone's OC, yeah. That's cool. Uh, but I like how Superman's like, were those thoughts I just saw? Yeah. Did I see your thoughts just then? He's like, oh, forgive me. Here's a bunch of bullshit you won't yeah. understand. <laughs> all right. No, but I, all kidding aside, I yeah. love um, the way that Grant Morrison right. just throws stuff like that in there. He peppers in all these things that really yeah. flavor the story without... It's not like, let me explain this for a thousand years in a really boring way. He just sort of peppers it into conversation, and you're like, what's that? I'm interested in that. But he just glosses over it and continues on, which I think is an effective storytelling method. I think that's really fun. Superman asks if he marries Lana. 
And they show him this picture that was preserved in the Fortress of Solitude, but we don't see it. I, I assume it's the picture they took in the diner. Oh, okay. So, ah, oh, that makes sense, right? Ah, thank you for that, Aubrey. The Supermen say how they knew how to look for the chronovore there because of the picture. Wow, Lana Lang saves the universe, Superman says. So the chronovore appears, it ages everything it touches. So, like, it touches these cows and they turn to, like, meat and hamburger and stuff like that. That's like a, one of those weird Grant Morrison details, yeah. you know? And the way that Quietly depicts it, it's, like, very kind of funny, you know? It's humorous. Even though it's supposed to be this it's awful wild, thing. What yeah. a weird I love it. design for I love it. It's like, I love it. Unlike anything that I've ever seen, you know? Only these two. Just like floating jaws, like and snapping and stuff like red that. Red eyes. And... Yeah. I like the little like limbs and such. Anyway. And Clinix has a hyperpoon, whatever uh... that is, right? <laughs> we'll get the teammates here with a Tesseract cage, all this whatever. Okay. Um. All right. And they tell Clark to stand back. This is a job for the Superman squad. So that's a reference to this is a job for Superman. Mm-hmm. That's a popular Superman phrase. He first said it in the Superman radio show, The Emerald of the Incas, Part 1, which was broadcast in April of 1940. But Superman won't stay back. He insists on helping them, and he even gets in a fight with Cal Kent over it, who is stronger, faster, and able to f- leap from world to world in a single bound. I'm telepathic. You can't resist me. But I have a dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, his, your solar powers are in their infancy. You're not as strong or smart or fast as you will be. That's interesting. They, they're they introducing this idea of like, oh, he's just getting started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like, didn't we think that he was dying? Your solar powers are in their infancy. So no, this, it's is kind a, of, this is a flashback. That's what I'm saying is this sort of challenges, though, the idea of that because of what he's saying. Because he knows the history of this person. Right, right. Mm. Well, um, we'll we'll come back around to yeah. that. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. It kind of planted the seed in my mind of yeah. like, okay, well, if he, kn- all right, <clears throat> what's that? Yeah. We cut to the fight with the Chronovore. I love this top panel where you just like see everything that's happening. Like if you just like look in there that's and you great. see like clinics is like hanging onto this chain. It's and, a goofy, funny, and it's bit just of, like yeah. Uh, Crypto has the other Superman, and all of that is just. Wow, it's wild. And Jonathan Kent has a nice moment with the Superman of 4500. He mentions that his wife wants to move to Smallville, and this is the end of the line for him and the farm. He'll be okay, won't he? Jonathan asks. The boy? It all comes out right in the end, the unknown Superman of 4500 responds. But while Superman is helping out against the Chronovore, it eats three minutes of his life, and those are the minutes that his father has a heart attack. The Superman relieve Clark, and he realizes he can't hear his father's heartbeat so that's like i like that little detail like he can always hear it yeah you know i mean like he's always kind of monitoring it and then once he gets out of that battle he realizes that it's not there well it's interesting this guy is like i tried to warn you that if you face the chronovore it will eat a precious three minutes of your life in those three minutes jonathan kent suffers a heart attack so it's like there's nothing he can really do to stop that right but mm-hmm. he i guess we're about to find a very right. crucial thing out about that but yeah he goes what i can't hear my pa's heartbeat not my pa. I, I can save him. I can save everybody. Right. He's freaking out and flying so fast his hair catches on fire. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool detail right there. Yeah. I can save everybody. But you can't save him from natural causes. Exactly. He's got a, yeah. He has a heart yeah. attack. And that's the one thing that he can't. So, Aubrey, you and I were talking about this at the beginning of the episode. Is like he can save everybody. 
from falling off a bridge or being exploded or whatever, but he or, can't save you from just a natural human cause like a heart attack. Right. Yeah. yeah it, this uh, is why the tornado doesn't work. I, I, I'll preface this by, I do like the movie Man of Steel, but that tornado scene doesn't yeah. work because there was like, why let the old man go he? get the dog? I mean, everybody would Clark be... could have been there back when no one would have seen him or noticed. And <laughs> even even then, it would have made more sense for the young person to go save the exactly. dog. Exactly. And then he, he gets, oh, his foot gets caught on the damn... What the hell? <laughs> now, the way they Zero did it Zero in... sense. It's just basically sending this man to die for no reason. The way they did it in um, Superman the movie, yeah, where yeah. he just, he has that heart attack and yeah. he dies. Yeah. And he's just like, and he's like, all my powers and I couldn't even save him. That's all my powers and I couldn't even That's save him. Point That's the of, point yeah. of him yeah. dying, exactly. Yeah. And... Even Smallville did it better, and I, when I, I, I still thought that was a dumb way to do it. In Smallville, mm, yeah. I but never it, saw it, but I trust your opinion. It had time travel involved. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, but it's just like this: this whole coming to terms with the humanity of the people that he loves, and how he knows he in that moment that he will outlast yeah. everyone, everyone he ever cares about. It's it's very affronting for this character. I mean, yeah. He's never gone through this, and so it's this very like yeah, you know, he has to come to terms with that, and so he's used to being able to save everybody. With ease, but he cannot save his own father from this, and this it, and it, and demise. It, and it lets him know that even he can't save everybody. Even yeah. he can't save everybody. And that's yeah. just such a, what a crushing moment. And so that is the type of character develop, development that we're looking for. Yeah. The fucking sending Not your father tornado. out into a tornado <laughs> for no reason. And then like he just stands there and goes, He no. just stands there, no, don't save me. Even though he could save him in an instant with nobody noticing. <laughs> what anyway. the fuck? He could stop the tornado. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I get they were trying to say like, look, sometimes you can't use your powers, so you can't save everybody. <clears throat> Bullshit. He could have though. He could have, and it would have been fine. So we get the funeral. But this is so sad when he's when I'm sorry when he's flying. He's like, I can save him. I can save everybody. His yeah. expression is just like, fuck. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So we get the funeral, we get a double splash page of Clark's eulogy. He gives a sweet speech discussing all the things that his father taught him. And we see the other supermen are there in the pews also. Uh, afterwards, Clark has trouble leaving his mother alone, asking what the point of his powers are. He didn't even get to say goodbye. What's the point of all my powers? What's the point of anything? Yeah. I didn't even get to say goodbye. And we kind of leave him here like that. You know what I mean? Like we cut That's back to the. That's how you handle that, though. We, That's how we, you do that storyline. We, we we cut back to the future Superman, but for this Clark, that's where we leave him, and it's a very human moment. You know what I mean, right yeah. there? And it's just kind of like that's it. That's all we need to know about that moment, though, yeah. because his development from there on out is obvious. Yeah, because I mean, he, we all know that he goes on his journey to be find out and he becomes Superman. Right. Right. Yeah. So they, they're only showing, like, the most vulnerable parts of that, sure, which yeah. is all we really need. And then we infer the rest from our own experiences with growth out of grief. And I think that that's something that, you know, this team is so good at. Yeah, yeah. So we go back over to the Superman squad. They set to return to AD 853,000 and put the Chronovore in a zoo at Superman squad headquarters. <laughs> kind of like Superman's menagerie yeah. in the Fortress of Solitude, right? Yeah. The Celestial Zoo. And thanks again. We couldn't have done it without you, Cal tells the unknown Superman, who we finally see is 
are Superman. At yeah. last, I can take off these bandages. Right. I knew I had to conceal my identity from my younger self because that's how I remember it happening. But thanks for the opportunity to see my pa one last time. So he does get to say goodbye. He does. He does. You yeah. know what I mean? So I like I that, that too. That is like they, they, they tie it up where he's like, he, and, and they even tell him like, we couldn't have saved him. He just ran out of heartbeats. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, I like that. They, they kind of like tie that up. He will get to come back and say goodbye. But before they return, the leader of the Superman has something for Superman. So it's this. It's literally the same exact man. To be clear, that is Superman. Yes, that's Clark Kent, Superman. Yes. Yeah. So he lives to be a thousand billion, hundreds of thousands of years old. I assume that they just went and like picked him up from the 20th century, and then you know he's like, okay, I'm going to disguise myself as the 4500 one. I assume that he lived to be 4,500 years old and more, like 10,000, 100,000 years old, because he's Superman. Like, right. I assume that he lived. Oh, well, well and, and I think... We'll get to that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's something to come back to, yeah. that we might have to come back to in a future discussion. But I think that, yeah, I mean, what did happen there? Did, does he live? Does he die? Or what ha- Like, how is this Superman there? So we'll definitely come but back to That's what I'm saying. It's like when I first read this, I was like, what's going yeah, on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's something that I feel like... They kind of don't stop this weird roller coaster of emotions. They're sort of stringing you along right, yeah. the whole time, and that's that w- the first time I read this it was so interesting to me because yeah, it was just like you're like it makes you wonder, what is what's, what's going on happen? here? Does, yeah. does that yeah. mean that he lives to be a hundred thousand years old? Like what's going on? So I don't know. That's that's something that I I always found that very like reading Grant Morrison and Frank Wiley stuff is so fascinating because it's always like what the fuck is going on at any given brain. time, yeah. and I love it. <laughs> I just love it. And um, so now here comes Big Golden Superman. Yeah, so I got some good information from the DC Wiki. This is actually Superman Prime. What's that, John? Superman Prime and Cal Kent, the one with the fuckboy hairstyle, they're from the DC 1 million continuity. However, this Cal Kent says he's from the year 853,500, while the mainstream version is from the year 85,300. So this was changed back to the 853rd century. Remember when we had that long discussion that you became, yeah. you got so angry about? Why do we change it from the AD 853,000 to 83,500? Remember when you enjoyed when we were talking about that? What? Yes. <laughs> what? Remember, we were talking about this. They changed some of the years in between the digital oh, yeah, version yeah, yeah. and the Yeah, the absolute. thing that I definitely cared about. That's why they yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. That's why they did it. Got because it. these guys are from another continuity called DC One Million. I see. Okay. So they're also using other comics. That's so I fun. think that's cool. Um, this was the day you joined forces with three generations of Superman to chain the Chronovore, another of your legendary 12 labors. Yes. And Grant Morrison also confirms that the two heroes along Superman Prime are Super Lass, <laughs> the descendant from the tw- Superman Prime, and Super Lass. Super Lass. And Superman 2 okay. is the other one. All right. Um, <laughs> Superman 2. That's such a fucking, like, what a... I like Super Lass's costume. It is cool, yeah. I do like that, too. Here. What an anticlimactic name for a Superman. <laughs> I'm Superman Prime, and this is... You think it's going to be something super cool? Superman 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is also Superman. He's Superman as well. Yes. Okay. So Superman Prime, he says, he presents this golden flower. He says, this is an indestructible flower from New Krypton. From him, from all of us, in remembrance of all that we are and all that we will be. 
And then we cut to, you know, Superman's putting it at Jonathan Kent's. Thank you for this golden glowing flower. Yeah. Could somebody just come take that, though? Yeah. Like, be like, maybe it weighs like the like, like 10,000 oh, like suns. The, like yeah. the golden key or exactly. something. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, like that. would be awesome. Maybe it's like, well, I was going to say maybe it's magical, but it can't be magical because <laughs> Superman's allergic to magic Yeah. or something. Maybe future Superman is it. <laughs> maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he married Glenix <laughs> you sure did, John. Sure one of them, did. one of them married the descendant of Zant- Zatanna. Zixelplex. <laughs> um, Zixelplex. I never really knew how to say that character's name. I thought it was like Mr. Mixelplex. Yeah, I thought it was more complicated than that. Nah. There, there, actually, there is like a whole wiki on like different ways of pronouncing that name. Okay. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I do like how they interwove. The future Superman in this weird, wacky thing. With, I also like know. how they interwove that, and John. And it's also like, um, I guess, outside of the Zack Snyder <laughs> killing of Jonathan Kent. Most I like of the how time, we both hated that, Aubrey. <clears throat> it just didn't, I mean... It's it's bad and dumb. But most of the time, he it's doesn't get good. to say goodbye. No. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I like that this is a nice way to... It's a, it's a different take on that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Here's how he does get to say goodbye. Like, I know the great... Grant Morrison gets to have his cake and eat it, too. Yeah. yeah. All the time. I, I feel like the, the super feat is supposed to be the chaining of the chronovore or whatever, but to me, it's this. The you know super what feat I mean? is saying goodbye to your father. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that is the more important thing, and wow. th- that's what kind of makes it more interesting, yeah. you know, in terms of like... Oh, we have the issue where Jonathan Kent dies. You know what I mean? And then they, and then everybody's sad. And it's like, well, let's put in clinics, clitoplics, and crypto, <laughs> crypto the super dog, and have fun with it. And wow, it's like, John. yeah, let's do it. You know, I so, like that. I like that. Yeah. That's what you took from that. I think that's beautiful, and that's why it's a book club. Yes, yes, they're just fun issues. I mean, like the last, like the one with Lex Luthor. I mean, he didn't wear the costume at all. And oh so, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that was shorts. A, yeah, and then, <laughs> well, Lex was in his shorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're talking about? Sorry, I thought you. Were... No, Clark. Clark. He was Clark the whole time. He wasn't Superman oh, yeah. at all. Yeah, he wasn't super, I yeah. Didn't even, yeah, that never even occurred to me. He Aubrey. wasn't Superman at all. That's a great detail. But uh, they he was d- being undercover Superman. Yeah, he but, had to be secret Superman and be doing all the Superman powers while yeah. like pretending that That's he wasn't fun, doing though. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that reminds me of like that one scene in. Um, did you like the lab coat with the shorts? I thought that was no, a good no, no. like. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, that scene in Superman 2 where Lois jumps into the falls. Oh, and then he wow. Does... What the fuck was that? Where yeah. he's like gaslighting her the whole time. And then he like uses <laughs> He almost speak... lets her drown. Well, you know, he, he does everything he can to save her without. Does he though? Yeah. yeah he does. He, he makes the tree limb fall down. Mm, and I feel like he could have just prevented her from falling in there in the first place and well, being like, I'm Superman. It's fine. I'm Superman. Hello. It's me. (laughs) And we would never have gotten that really goofy sequence. Yeah. Yeah. We need that. Um, Awesome. We'll have more Superman goodness next week. Let us know what you thought of these issues. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Another great two issues from Superman All-Star. All-Star Superman, however it's pronounced. And we know you You know what we mean. We guys know you love this comic. So write us in and tell us what you liked about these issues. You can send us a... Hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the uh, listener feedback. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Only Beast, for the uh, for the theme music. You're welcome. Thank you, Ross, for the logo and Matt for the banner. And also, thanks, Matt, for that comic you did for us. 
for Hellboy. That was really lovely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody's welcome. Yes, do it. Next week, like John says, we're going to be coming back and reading All-Star Superman issues seven and eight. So you guys know what to do. Keep your issues out, your omnis out, your trades, your absolute editions, your digitals, or whatever. And join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. And I forgot five divisionally entered our bloodline in the 67th century when Superman Purple married Quinto Queen Glicksonpicks of Zerf. <laughs> oh, yeah? But I have my dog. <laughs> Yay. Aubrey Loveless. Yay.